Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome once again, everybody. Blockbuster Mentality is the show you are listening to. I'm your host, Ben. Uh, Before we get started, as always, subscribe to us on iTunes, rate, review us. We'd really appreciate it. We're climbing up those charts and want to continue to do so. You are all helping out a lot. Uh, Have another great conversation today with uh, Sarah Colonna, stand-up comedian, actor. Yeah, she was a great uh, person to talk with. Uh, Very funny. And uh, the topic of discussion, once we got uh, through talking with her about her career and whatnot, was the 1981 comedy Arthur, starring Dudley Moore, Liza Minnelli. Great, great comedy. Uh, from the 80s, early 80s, and uh, yeah, we, me and uh, Dave talk with her about that, get deep into it, and it's, uh, yeah, a lot of laughs, a lot of quoting, but uh, yeah, we had a great time with Sarah. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. You can follow us on Instagram at BlockbusterMentality. That is where all the show updates uh, will be. Uh, when new shows come out, when you know future potential guests are coming, things of that nature. But without any further ado, here is our conversation with the talented and hilarious Sarah Colonna. And just before we started, I noticed they could see my wife's dresses hanging up on the hook behind me. So I got up there, and I don't want anybody to think they're mine or anything. So. <laughs> I told I told him he should Come leave on. them. You know? Just leave them there and make people wonder. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's true. A little bit of mystery. <laughs> there you go. Are you? You said you're going to. Uh, are you going to San San Diego? I think you said for a gig. Uh, Irvine. Irvine, same um, thing. Yeah, the Irvine Improv. So. Um, yeah, I'm doing shows there all all, all weekend with um, Chelsea Handler. She's, oh wow! Yeah, wow. so it should be fun. I we have I haven't performed with her in years, so she was like, "Hey, come down." And I was yeah. like, "Great, sure, yeah, it should be fun." So nice. I just got to talk to these guys real quick first, and then you know, I'll head out my way. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. Like, I, I guess we're leaving around five, so I probably had more time. But then I thought, but I wasn't sure with like Memorial Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. it's two hours away, but it could be three. Yeah. Did exactly. you start with uh, what was the first thing you started? Was it stand up? Was it writing? Was it acting? I started with sta- I started with stand up as far as like getting work. Um, uh, but I studied acting in college and then um, stand up. When I moved out here, I figured out that stand up was like a good way to do your own thing, you know, <laughs> because everyone's trying to do the same thing. So in college, um, I didn't have there was no uh, 
a comedy club or anything in in Arkansas at the time, and not in the in Fayetteville, like where I was going to school. So I didn't get to try stand up until I moved to LA, which is a weird place to start it. But um, yeah, was that was that something you wanted to do before acting ever? Like I did, that, yeah. yeah. No, I always wanted to do it. I just didn't have my even like my family was was you know their response was but where I mean you don't we don't there's no place to do it and I was like I don't know I guess when I move I'll find a place to do it like <laughs> you know <laughs> well yeah and, I, uh, so I kind of fumbled around through open mics out here for for years yeah well because yeah I see you're you're from Arkansas is that correct and yeah I grew up there yeah and not much of a comedy scene there I would have no assumed. I mean now there's a couple places now and I've gone back and performed at my at the University of Arkansas where I graduated and, and done stuff like that. But yeah, at the time in the uh, mid nineties and late nineties, there was no nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. It was a theater department, but yeah. there was uh, no place to perform stand up. It's, it's funny. I'm, I'm curious what uh, your start, what, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'll ask the question. Um, <laughs> my daughter, <laughs> she, she's, uh, she's six and she, loves telling jokes and everything like she's hilarious um and i like got like a mic system to do like karaoke and stuff and we were gonna sing and stuff and but the first thing she asked she's like oh we're getting a mic and stuff so i can like tell jokes and stuff and i was like wow okay so i thought oh wow yeah she got the bug early yeah. i know i yeah that's uh it, it was uh very strange so i mean were you uh were you when did you know you were funny like that and wanted to do stuff like that it was more of like, um, I think mine was more like writing related because I liked writing down my own jokes, you know, or, or yeah. thoughts or ideas that I would that I would thought would be fun to tell on stage when I finally got on there one day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of more like, I don't know that I was, I mean, I guess my friends always thought I was funny and whatnot, but I don't know if it was more like, it was, I was probably more reserved in that sense. And it was more like my writing that I wanted to get out on the, on stage. I, I yeah I haven't had you know I haven't told my daughter she's not funny I just you know, I, I'm waiting you know waiting till she's a little older to understand but uh, yeah you're like her. listen I'll be honest with you that one didn't work honey yeah, yeah. <laughs> just exactly crushing, just crushing dreams left and right yeah great yeah I love it. Exactly. The timing is terrible <laughs> worst timing ever uh, but. And so how did you, um, when did you and Chelsea Handler start to get close? Because I know you were a writer on her show for a long time. How did that yeah, start? Honestly, we started, uh, we, I, she was one of the first people I met at a, like an improv class. Um, and, uh, when I first moved out here and here being Los Angeles and, um, we met in this improv class and neither of us were, were very good at improv, like the games. And it's such a different world. I think people think it's similar to stand up, but it's really not. Um, yeah. And we were, but I was just doing it for trying to get sort of audition techniques down and, and, you know, get, be, be better on my feet for things. And um, we would talk and hang out and go to happy hour. And we both wanted to do stand up. and she did it first. I think she did a show at the laugh fact, like an open mic at the laugh factory. And, um, and then that got me motivated to do the same thing. And then we kind of stumbled around through open mics for a long time together. So I've actually really known her for, for a really long time. Um, and then when she got her show, uh, she, they, at first they were, they were having comedians on, but they were having, you know, pretty bigger names than I was at the time. And, um, and then they would have like an us weekly 
reporter and a random and then a random celebrity. And then eventually they went, oh, this works so much better if it's just all comedians. So that's kind of when people that she had known for a long time and all these comics that she knew got a chance to really um, come on the panel because there was more seats available and, and he was more open to to trying people that they hadn't ever seen before. And that was all she could do was get you, you know, put your name in the hat. And then it was up to you to not suck once you got on. And uh, I think, yeah, I think it was the most nervous I've ever been probably. Cause I was like, this is my friend's show. If I bomb, she has to be like, you bombed and you can't come back. Uh, (laughs) So luckily I didn't. And I ended up becoming a regular and then eventually they, they hired me to write. So it was was really fun. Yeah. That's great. that's what I'll say to my daughter if she comes onto the podcast and just bombs. I mean, you bombed. And, Listen, um, you just go, I can't do anything to help you. I just yeah. have to be honest with you. Yeah. You bombed. Yeah. Exactly. Because this podcast is as big as the Chelsea Handler show. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead. You were saying something, Dave? Yeah. I wanted to ask about your work on Shameless because uh, as soon as I, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I remember uh, it was just maybe if you could speak to what it's like working with because the show is. It was well, it's iconic. Yeah, becoming more of like almost like a car, like a live action cartoon is kind of how I would describe it. How crazy it is and wacky. And yeah, I remember your character was so creepy on, uh, yeah. on Carl, and I, it was just hilarious. So just yeah, how was what, what was it like working with with that cast and crew? You know, it was so fun. I was very intimidated because I watched the show and I was a big fan of it. And then to walk into you know, I I, I got cast in the ninth and tenth season, so it was like. Oh, season nine, I'm, um, you know, all of a sudden working with these people who have worked together forever. And I was very nervous, but they were awesome. Um, really welcoming. And I, I, all my scenes were with, uh, Carl Mm -hmm. and, um, but I did do all the table reads and I met all of them and I was like sitting, you know, William H. Macy's laughing at my lines and I'm like, this is amazing. (laughs) This is crazy. Uh, But I was very, I was definitely nervous to play such a creepy lady towards a poor 19 year old kid. Um, And he, uh, he helped me a lot because I was like, I'd have to pat him on the ass and say awful (laughs) stuff to him. And he would, he was just like, Sarah, I've, I've been on this show for nine years. Like, don't worry about it. You have no idea what I've seen over the years. Yeah. He's like, I've seen it all. You're not going to, don't worry about it. I was like, okay. Um, so it was super fun, but I've definitely, I've, I've seen a couple things where they were like the character we hate the most, Lori, cause she, you know, messed with Carl, our baby, like fans are so not mean to me, but just like joking about how they like couldn't believe that someone would handle sweet, sweet baby Carl in that manner. And uh, you know, so that well, that's was just, fun. that's a credit to you, you know, to get to that kind of reaction. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, I did my yeah. job well. I was not, I was not supposed to be uh, someone that everyone was rooting for to, <laughs> to hit on a, a child. No, not a child. He's a teenager. He was nineteen. Let's Bring be clear. <laughs> yeah. No, he. Uh, but it was. It I was think in fun. Arkansas, the laws are different in Arkansas. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I think one of my favorite lines, though, they gave me was like I said something about. Uh, they just had some great one-liners. I think it was in season ten when they brought me back, which was really cool. Um, and. He, they said they, I, it was something about um, that I wanted to be a teacher, but cocaine tasted so good. I did that. <laughs> I was like, that's my favorite line that's ever come out of my mouth on a TV show. I'll take that forever. Yes. That's awesome. What, what, yeah. What can you, uh, is this a thing? Uh, the, the IMDB, according to IMDB, it seems like you're going in another direction right now. The Undertaker's wife. What's this? What, what, 
It's a, yeah, it's an independent film that this guy I met when I was um, shooting uh, uh, Insatiable, which was a Netflix show. I was shooting that in Atlanta. And um, this guy that I met, Chad Darnell, who's like this great writer, and he he was in LA and he said, I'm doing my show and I'm doing this movie. And it was, uh, it was yeah, it was like a horror film. And I played, yeah. uh, and I played, in, I played a lady in a morgue and it was super fun and weird and a very different role for me. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, it was definitely something I hadn't done before. So it was cool. Yeah. That's uh yeah. Cause I saw that. I was like, ah, that doesn't seem like something she, she would typically be in, but yeah. I know. And that's what was kind of fun about it. Getting <laughs> yeah. to do something different. And, um, my mom actually works at a funeral home, so oh. I felt like I really had. <laughs> so you, you could kind of go method, you know, with it. You could you know, work at, yeah. the, you know, a little bit with the work at the funeral home, see what it, the real life is like. and Ex- Yeah, exactly. I like, like Robert I have, De Niro. Yeah, and I think, and Chad knew that too. I think that she worked there. And so he was like, this is even more reason why you should do this role. So uh, there you go. Was, yeah, it was fun. I didn't really get to be on the set when they did like all the, horror type stuff yeah. which i was kind of bummed about i've always wondered what it would be like to be in a horror movie and like would i be scared or <laughs> would stuff freak me out because i'm kind of a wimp um but i didn't i didn't actually have to i wasn't on set for any of that fun that's that that's stuff. something i want to see as a blooper reel for a horror movie there's got to be some out there that's that's got to be that's, that's gotta a good be a thing yeah that's a good idea actually yeah. i'd like to see that it, they are crazy that they don't do those for each horror movie. Like just actors actually being scared shitless. Yeah. Right. I would love that. <laughs> I have to ask, um, uh, what can you tell us about butt whistle? Uh, I see that as one of your credits. I'm not familiar with this one. <laughs> Honestly, that was not the name of it when I did it. Um, and I still have never seen it, but someone randomly told me that they saw it and I was like, great, I guess it's out there. Um, <laughs> But I, the name was completely different, and I don't remember what it was. But one day I looked on IMDb, and I was like, I was in Butt Whistle? Like, I <laughs> and then I realized that it was – and I, God, I, I wish I could remember that what the name of the movie was before they, it randomly became Butt Whistle. But yeah, Butt Whistle. So. Well, they, they destroyed it all. They, they destroyed all evidence of what, you, of what it used to be called. <laughs> I know. So. I really wish I could remember. Um, and I, sh- I wish it was on there, like formerly known as, but apparently that didn't happen. So, yeah, listen, I have a very extensive odd resume, apparently. I, I kind of forgot. <laughs> oh, I, uh, you guys I, are bringing them up, you know. It's really yeah, making, me, you know, making me happy. Leave it up to Dave to bring up Butt Whistle. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I would too if I saw that yeah. on someone's. I'd be like, hey, listen, um, we got to talk about this. Uh, but so yeah, obviously you're, you know, do, been doing gigs and everything. How has the uh, pandemic affected your material? Has it helped it? Has it hurt it? Has it, do you incorporate it in your material? Can you, can you speak on that at all? Yeah, well it's, so this is, um, I think I did, I did some shows in October and that was the first time doing any since the pandemic. And it was like in Wisconsin and limited capacity and it was fun, but it was still like, okay, it was maybe a little too early to, to travel and be on stage. And, yeah. um, and then when things kind of hit hard again, I definitely was like, I'll just, I'll just stay home like everyone else until, <laughs> until <Yeah. laughs> we know. And it's been sort of a navigation, you know, clubs aren't sure how many they can have in attendance and that keeps changing. Um, but I did some shows in March in Spokane and that was, it felt really good. I was just like, okay, I, I don't, I, in my brain, I was like, have I just, for, what if I forget how to do it? What if I forget material? Um, I had really worked out a new hour last 
year, like right around February. <laughs> and then that yeah. new hour was, uh, didn't get to be said anymore for several months. But yeah. the thing is, since it was new, it's still new for anyone that hears it. And right. I've just tweaked and lost things that I don't want to do anymore. And, and, and I have added a few things pandemic wise, but, um, that I'll probably try tonight and we'll see how that goes. I don't think that everyone wants to hear about it over and over. It's kind of like, I don't right. do any politics in my act or anything like that. Cause like, you know, we, we hear enough. Um, yeah. I feel like it's supposed to be an escape when you, when you see comedy, unless you're specifically going to see someone who's like a, a political comedian and that's what you expect. So for me, I'm just sort of like, I, I, it's more like things that I think people can relate to just yeah. the, just the staying home type stuff or the, or the wanting to get out of the house type stuff, like a few relatable things that, um, that I think are fun to talk about, but that aren't making people want to just be like, forget it. I don't ever want to hear about COVID (laughs) again, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what entertainment is. You know, it's an escape. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it shouldn't always have to be about real life. Yeah, I don't want to um, bu- bum anybody out. Yeah, you know, that's that's not fun. Stand stand up sadness, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> we that- we kind of do the same thing here, right, Ben? I mean, we we treat movies as an escape and a show as an escape. We try to steer clear of that stuff too, because you know, like you said, uh, Sarah you get bombarded with this. Every time you open up your phone, there's some new problem in the world or something and people screaming at each other. So yeah, <laughs> it's good to yeah. have that. We just try to keep that separate, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I've always been, I just like to do stuff that people can relate to family stuff, um, relationships that, you know, I was single for, it's like, I kind of run the gamut too. I'm like, I was single for forever and now I'm married. So I can definitely, um, I feel like I can tell, as long as you're telling personal stories, then I, then I feel like they're always original, but they're also relatable because mm-hmm. something in there, no matter what, um, someone can go like, oh, I've, yeah, I've had that thought or I've felt that way or whatever, or right. I have that person in my family, that kind of thing. Absolutely. You know? Definitely. Yeah. And then, uh, so before we get into the movie, was there anything else you uh, are working on or any uh, projects or anything? I know you have a podcast. I do. Um, it's called Are You My Podcast? And we uh, we we basically make fun of Lifetime movies. <laughs> it's, <Nice>. pretty, <laughs> uh, it's very fun. And uh, people, have, people have realized they don't have to watch the movies just to hear us sort of rip on the, <laughs> the absurdity of them. Um, and, uh, and then we do a reality show, too, called Married at First Sight, because that's also on Lifetime. But yeah, we're having a lot of fun with it. But um, yeah, I would just say for everyone to please keep an eye on SarahColona.com for tour dates that are hopefully going to be adding as the world seems to be getting back in the right direction of us being safe to gather. So um, yeah. they should, I should hopefully will be able to start adding those dates in the next month. Yeah, come to Florida, Sarah. Oh, I would love to. I actually, I think they're looking, I'm supposed to be looking at, um, uh, what is it? Uh, I forget if it was Palm Beach or Tampa, but one of the. We're in Tampa. 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 So, yeah, yeah, that's us. So. Oh, well, I feel great. That's where you guys, Tampa? Yep. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, if I'm there, I will. Yeah, I think it's called Side Splitters. I think it's in Tampa. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sides- yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Very okay, nice. yeah, well, I will definitely let you know. I would love for you guys to come out to it. It's like, yeah. I will give you the wrong date, so you don't come see me. <laughs> no, I know what you're going to do. You're going to be like, hey, can my daughter open for you? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even allowed in the club. Nah, yeah, she's uh, she she bombed way too many times. So. <laughs> uh, uh, man. But yeah, thank you. Bringing it back, so bringing it back. Keep, keep an eye on um, Keep definitely. an eye on that, and hopefully I'll have tour dates for everyone to join Excellent. me 
Definitely. And then, uh, so yeah, speaking of escape again, we're, uh, we like to talk movies on this show and, uh, you know, we're like to talk about it. Like you, you know, when you get out of a movie, you're in the parking lot with your friends, you know, and you kind of chat about the movie and that's the kind of, kind of chat we like to have about it. And, um, you, you chose, uh, 1981's Arthur, uh, starring Dudley Moore, Liza Minnelli. Uh, why, first of all, before we get into it a little bit, why, why did you choose this film? I, it's just, it's truly my all-time favorite. I just, it, I can watch it over and over. I will laugh every time. Um, I try not to be the person that like quotes it while I'm watching it. If anyone <laughs> around me hasn't, I do have a friend that I actually bonded with this friend of mine, um, Michael Rosenbaum, who I did a movie of his called uh, Back in the Day. He was, he was Lex Luthor on Smallville. Like he's, oh yeah, he's, yeah. And he is obsessed with Arthur too. And we bonded over that when I was shooting this, when I met him and we were doing this movie and he's definitely the person that likes to quote it while you're sitting there. And I'm like, all right, I don't ever want to be you. You have to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's annoying. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm... I get it. Yeah. I got to not do that. Um, <laughs> No, but it's just, it's just a fun, it's just so, it's got like, I love that it has some heart to it Yeah, and and that you sort of root for, you root, I don't think that there's another movie, I know that they redid it, I would never, I could never watch it, nothing on, nothing against Russell Brand, but I was just like, this is not a movie that I can ever see redone, but um, I, I don't think that there's another character that can just be so, you're so sympathetic with him, even though, you know, he's driving drunk, he's driving right. on the curbs. I mean, we, <laughs> like, we couldn't, obviously, I don't even think you could make that movie. I don't even know if, how they pulled that off. In the, right, in the yeah, because... It, yeah, it yeah. starts off with him getting chauffeured around in his Rolls Royce with, uh, and you know, totally drunk and making these dumb jokes that he's yeah. like telling Yelling everybody it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, he picks up a prostitute. The first scene, like that's <laughs> that's who this guy is, and that's who we're supposed to like. But somehow Dudley Moore just he he makes it happen. You know, it's uh, he it's, he he definitely starts off a little obnoxious. Wouldn't you say, Dave? Would you say he's a little obnoxious at the beginning? I kind of, I'm kind of, I'm bought in from the beginning. I don't know if it's the cackle or what, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm just laughing. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, me too. I, I mean, I, like, there's the this, this scene with the prostitute when they're at the restaurant, and she says, "My mother died when I was six and he has a reaction, and then she says, "My father raped me when I was twelve and he's like, "Oh, so you had six relatives in good years," and you're like, "Oh my God!" Like, it's just. <laughs> So that's it's so funny. I mean, it's just wrong. Yeah. And again, <laughs> probably could not ever make this, you know, this thing that you couldn't do anymore. Everyone would be canceled, I guess. Well, but, that's the thing, though. It's like that you could see the funniness in it. Like he found the funniness in it, like trying to lighten the mood. And I think that's what comedy is about. Like there are taboo subjects, but you can... You can, you know, work your way, you know, around there. But yeah, that that line. <laughs> oh, so you had six. You had six good years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know, he has a lot of great lines. And yeah. so John and John Gielgud's great. You know, as the as the butler as Hobson, and it that's just I love that oh, relationship yeah. too. And um, you know, he's just like his butler just hates him, but also loves him. <laughs> and yeah, I love relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love their dynamic. It's so great. Cause yeah, you got Hobson who's so dry, but yet he, you know, cause at first you think like, oh, he hates this kid that he has to serve him and, you know, and all that. But no, he has, he has love for Arthur, Arthur. That's for sure. Yeah. I think it's what works because the, the tone is perfect. He's, 
He's obnoxious, yes, and says many inappropriate things, but you kind of get from him that he's pathetic, you know, in his own way. So you, it kind of like offsets it a little bit. It's not coming, re- it's not even really coming from a position of power. It's just that he has money, but it's just for, uh, just to enable him to just <laughs> drive around and drink and eat and stuff like that. He's not really, uh, it, it, you don't sense any malice from him. You just, you're almost, you almost pity him in a way, which is which is hard to imagine for someone that's that wealthy. <laughs> yeah, well, that and that's the thing is like I don't, I just feel like he just did, he did it so well, and um, it, it just he's just it's so he's the most endearing. I mean, there's a scene where he's like he's 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 driving drunk and he like drives up onto a curb and then he gets up. <laughs> puts his drink like on the hood of the car and <laughs> make sure it's okay. And you're like, this is not something that we could imagine anyone else doing and laughing at it really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, no, um, no, no human being could survive that amount of alcohol. Could they? <laughs> no, especially not in that little body. He, you know, he's a little guy too on top of it. Like he's not. <laughs> yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a, he's itty bitty guy. And speaking of, speaking of itty bitty, I love that when he's, uh, in, he sees his aunt and uncle in the, uh, restaurant when he has the prostitute and he says, uh, she's a princess of this small <laughs> island, you know, there, uh, something, something about like the whole, they got, they recently had the whole country carpeted. Carpeted, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking small. Yeah, it's so, so good. He just keeps yeah, going so. on and on and on about this yeah. small country. And they're just staring at him like, yeah. it's happening? That's so good. Yeah. And Liza yeah. Minnelli's obviously great in it. She's just fun. And her yeah. dad. Um, Morty yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah, Morty yeah. Seinfeld. Oh, right. That's right. That's who that is. Oh, yeah. I love... <laughs> I love him in this because yeah he's <laughs> like cries when uh you know she's she, she's not going to be with him anymore cuz you know he's not going to have the the money she says no to like $100,000 and he's like biting he just, his hand <laughs> he sobs she has to console him yeah I, I just there's need a, a lot of like campiness to it too you know some of stuff that's like over the top and um and fun and like yeah. fighting and right just, yeah well, it's it, like you said though it has it has that heart. It's not just slapstick and everything. It does have that heart. It has a nice message to the film, um, which you know I think I think is great. It's not your typical uh, you know early '80s movie. You know early '80s comedy. I wouldn't say, um, but yeah, Hobson. He uh, the the actor. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I, I um, never knew that he actually won Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars for this. Which yeah. I didn't think like because I mean it seems like the Oscars are more and more leaning towards com- not leaning towards but they're more uh, accepting of comedy now whereas it used to seem like they were just oh it's a comedy no it cannot win an Oscar um, so I was surprised that yeah he he actually won uh, best supporting actor so good good for him good for him yeah yeah definitely always especially at that time it seemed to be more drama yeah. based for for those awards but um, yeah he was just he was great I think it was like. He asked Arthur what he's doing one day, and he says, I'm, I'll take a bath. And he was like, I'll alert the media. Just so <laughs> dry about everything. And right. I loved it. <laughs> so great. Um, and then uh, Arthur 2 on the rocks. Have you seen that one? I've seen it. And honestly, I forget like how I felt about it. It just didn't. It didn't. It, it's the classic sort of, okay, it was fun, but it wasn't mm-hmm. anything that I need to. Um, rewatch as I do with Arthur. I honestly am like, what was, I thought about that yesterday when I was thinking about the movie for, you know, talking with you guys today, I was like, 
How did I feel about Arthur too on the rocks? I don't remember. So I guess that's <laughs> enough, right? Like, yeah. Yes. If, if you don't remember much, yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's probably, yeah, nothing to write home about. No, I'm sure I had some good laughs. <laughs> Dudley Moore yeah. always delivered some good laughs no matter what. But I, uh, I, I, yeah, I would just always, my husband had never seen the original one when we met. So he's now seen it several times and uh, also enjoys it as well, which was a good that was good for him because that would yeah. have been a, a, a poor. Was it before you test. were married? Was it? Before? It was before. Yeah. Okay, so you knew you were like, okay, okay, you I can like, marry this you. Movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're not going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, and yeah, I mean, it obviously, has the. It seems like it's a kind of a trope that we've seen in a lot of movies. Like, uh, I'm going to cut you off if you don't do this certain thing. Well, uh, is this a, like an actual thing where rich people have to marry other rich people, kind of like royalty? Like, is this is this is this a thing? I know it was, it's kind of funny when you think about it. Cause it was like almost an arranged marriage, yeah, right. where, you know, and she was in for it, which made, it was kind of odd. Like her character was very, it was Jill Eikenberry, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, her character was so strange. Cause it was like, she's supposed to really want to marry him, but he's such a mess. So it kind of made no sense. You'd almost think that she would have been right. saying, I, I don't want any part of this either, but we have to do it. But yeah, it was like this weird arranged marriage thing. I think it was, um, that's when he had like that great line with her when she said, "I it'll take a it, it'll take a it'll take a real woman to stop you from drink, drinking." And he says, "It has to be a real big woman." <laughs> like, so oh, the laughs! Yeah, <laughs> I, I love when his dad just going back when he when he tells him, you know, if you don't marry, because Dudley Moore's like he's walking out of the office and he's like, well, there goes your 750 million. And he just quickly turns around. All right, I'll marry you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Cause yeah. His dad says, well, I, I, you know, respect your integrity and you know, it's like as an audience, you're like, wow, yeah, he does have integrity, you know, doesn't want to do that. But yeah, when you hear that figure, it's like, Ooh, would I do the same thing? Uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's a lot of cash. Yeah. yeah. I, speak- I feel like oh, I'd go probably go for the arranged marriage. I feel like I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> just- yeah. You know, seven hundred fifty million. I'll have an affair. It's fine. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best to make sure they don't find out about it. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> there you go. For the nerds at home, that's uh, two point two billion and change in today's dollars. Look at that! Oh wow! Look so at that! Three quarters of a billion is now two point two billion. There we have it. Thank you, I mean, Dave. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that's that a, what it, now that what you said what that is, then yeah, I would definitely probably yeah, take yeah. the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw Liza Minnelli. <laughs> yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, uh, I love, I like how uh, he meets her. He meets her uh, in uh, the, what's the store called? Um, you guys know. Oh, the bird, Someone bird, knows. Uh, bird, 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 Bird right. Gordoff, Bord Goodoff, Goodman's, that, Bordoff yeah, Goodman's. Why can't I say it? Bird, <laughs> anyway, it's that old department store. Yes, that old department store. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he sees her uh, stealing a tie, and the security yeah. guard goes after her, and um, Dudley Moore kind of chases down the security guard along along with him, and. Uh, and he's so impressed of, that she's stealing a tie. From yeah, the like <laughs> I know, and that's what's so funny. And he immediately is like, "Look at you! You're like," and then he wants to go out with her right away because he's like, "She was so fun and well, her stealing." Yeah. It's funny too because yeah, she's she's there to steal one tie, and he's there buying fourteen uh, shirts. And then uh, Hobson says like, uh, uh, "Get get 
20 or something like he says get, get even more and he gets like 14 sweaters and and then you know, she steals this one little tie and he's just yeah he's he's fascinated by it fascinated yeah, yeah. and i think is it isn't that what um hobson says at some point to her like he says he's they're, they're going somewhere and she says how should i dress and he's like steal something casual or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then yeah even uh insults her quite a bit where he says like you know we can find you at like a bowling alley you know your type at a bowling alley i think he says something like that yeah uh, yeah it's like ooh. Wow, Hobson, come on, man. Yeah, easy there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love that Arthur. Yeah, I mean, we don't really sense any sort of entitlement from him, which is great. Like, yeah, like Dave was saying earlier, like he's just, he, yeah, you almost pity him. Which uh, yeah, he's just like spoiled and kind yeah. of and, and an idiot, and nobody, but nobody ever like tried to get him to do anything for himself. So he's just sort of like well, this is how I am and it's fun, but he's yeah. at the heart of it. He's lonely. So that's kind of where the heart of the, the, the nice part of the movie comes in is that you see like, Oh, this guy's, you know, he wants, he just wants to be loved like everybody right. else with his lots exactly. of money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Super rich people problems. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, kind of timely. Uh, Charles Grodin was actually considered for the role of Arthur, who recently just passed. Uh, I, I can't, yeah, I can't imagine, you know, because he's more dry, you know, dry humor. You know, I, I picture him in Midnight Run and things. Yeah, um, so funny. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another uh, great one, but yeah, I can't picture that. It's, I mean, obviously, had it been, it's like. You, you never know how, how you would have reacted to something had it been someone else. But um, it's so hard to, to picture yeah. anyone but Dudley Moore pulling that. Like, it's like that, that lovable loser idiot right. guy who yeah. does, you know, who's, I guess, not a loser because he's rich, but still kind of is. So I, it's hard to picture anyone else like sitting in that bathtub and drinking martinis all day and just right. loving yeah. his life. Yeah. yeah, I love how he says, bring me a picture of a, a mar- martini. And he's like, you really want me to face my father sober today? Like, I, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, God. So. And then that, and then when he once goes to that wrong apartment and, and that woman's screaming at him and he's like, don't you hate Perry's wife? Like, it's the funniest. <laughs> it's just... That woman to... was like... <laughs> <laughs> insane. insane i know it's one of those uh, that's another scene where you're like oh the acting at that time you know the things that you could get away with and right and she was like screaming in him with rollers in her hair and so over over the top but well, uh, I, it's hilarious i love yeah that i guess his name is perry he doesn't even like stick up for her like he's like him and dudley are like in agreement about it like yeah she's yeah. Yeah. she's going nuts over anything and i love yeah. he he passes the cradle he's like you shouldn't have seen that and like covers it so good. <laughs> kind of, yeah. kind of reminds me of the the moose scene when he's you know he's by the uh, moose um I don't know the line exactly but there's a funny scene with a dead moose on the uh, you you probably know sarah he says you must have really hated that moose yeah <laughs> staring at him <laughs> doesn't he uh, say at one point like this must be awkward for you for, for yeah you he says something. something like this must be awkward for you yeah it's so funny he's like that scene it's um her the, the girl he's supposed to marry he's at like visiting her dad and he's a big hunter and all stuffy and arthur is not right yeah there. yeah um well one thing you know because he i mean he's uh you know drunk pretty much the whole movie but yeah is does he drink at all on his one date with uh liza minnelli i i, I forget 
I think he does. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, yeah, I was wondering because, but it seemed like he was more sober. So, like, I, for to me, yeah, it kind of seemed like, you know, he didn't need it as much because he was actually with someone he wanted to be with and was actually enjoying himself. Like, but, enjoying his time. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. He, I don't th- I think they kind of purposely don't show him like blasted there. So you get the idea that right. he's like, oh, he can be normal when he finds someone that he likes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I could yeah. not stop thinking that he was a hobbit transported into <laughs> New York City in 1981, which I like. It was very I kept thinking of like um uh, a Peregrine took from the Lord of the Rings movies. It seemed a resemblance and I'm like, that's just how I kind of watched the movie, but it made me appreciate it even more. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, I know. And I like that they just like kept him with his English accent living in, you know, like right. I, they didn't take any of that away. You're just like, okay, I guess this is, he's just English and living in. I like that they didn't try to change that. Yeah, part like they the, really actually, it adds to it, you know. There's, yeah, there's no explanation of them being English and it's just like, well, yeah, whatever, you know, it doesn't need to be explained like there's no like you know little scene of exposition where it's like oh we moved here because of this this and this and it's just like what do we need that for just like, for, I don't bother yeah. with that. yeah yeah look at you pop it out your accent there ben i saw i heard that yeah. i heard a little bit of a english accent there it's actually my mother tongue so um, oh. yeah, no it's not um <laughs> well i believe anything i don't I, I, me too. really have i don't really have a gauge on accents i just go yeah that was great because i Ta- can't do any so. well sp- speaking of that tangent a little uh, i'm sure you've never been asked this but you were born in <laughs> Ger- you, you were born in germany <laughs> I was, yeah, on the Air Force Base. So I wish I oh, remembered okay. anything about it, but yeah. I don't. Um, okay. we were, I think we left there when I was like two and a half or three. So I don't really remember anything okay. about it. So for whatever reason, it's always on like IMDb or something. Yeah. And <laughs> it makes me sound so much more interesting. So I'm like, cool, yeah, that's great. People think that I had something interesting to tell, but it's just a boring Air Force brat. <laughs> European comedian. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Coming all the way from Germany. Um, <laughs> and then there was something I was going to say right before that. I edit, so don't worry about my uh, flun- flound- floundering, flundering, blundering. I don't even know. Just I don't know I, either. I, now, I, I just, now I just want to do an English accent this whole time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's what this movie will do to you. Yeah. Was, was Dudley Moore, was, was he a stand-up guy or just an actor or... A- I don't think he did stand up really. I think it was all, I, I might be wrong, but I think it was all just com- comedic acting. I don't recall him doing that. He was be- just like, yeah, cast into things because yeah, he was definitely like obviously a. That'll, that'll be research for our listeners to do. Let yeah. us know. <laughs> Let us know, Let us know if Edward Moore did uh, stand up. We'd appreciate it. And then they're going to be like, oh, big fan of Sarah Colonna. You didn't even know. And I'll be. <laughs> just- I'll be and i'll be humbled yeah <laughs> oh, I, for some reason i just have it in my maybe it's just because i don't even know what, what what i've seen dudley moore in besides this film but for some reason I, I just have this picture in my mind of him doing like a drunk stand-up act it just seems so like i i, I can't refer to it it's just maybe just in my own crazy mind i mean I it makes sense and, he, and if he didn't then he should have and yeah. we you know if he was still alive today we would just give him that advice and say, yeah. hey. <laughs> you should should do that. Take that on the stage, buddy. Some yeah. Funny shit. Well, yeah. It's it's crazy. The guy who played Hobson died just two years before him at the age of 96. And D- yeah, Dudley Moore, I think, was in his 50s when he died. Yeah, I um, think he had Parkinson's. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, D- okay. I, I, I might have made that up. 
I'm Googling right now. Dudley Moore stand-up. <laughs> Dudley Moore stand-up. I mean, he's, they, they, he's labeled as an actor, comma, comedian, comma, musician, and composer. So one could say he did stand-up comedy. It looks like there's some YouTube videos. So there okay. you go. There, there you go. go. See? <laughs> we figured it out. You didn't even out. need your audience to research yeah. <laughs> it. You do it on the fly. <laughs> what audience? <laughs> you did it on the fly. That's right. That is right. Um, so yeah, he uh, eventually uh, does propose very uh, uh, effortless, not effortlessly, but you know, just carelessly to uh, Sarah, right? Sarah, Susan, Susan, Susan and yeah. uh, you know, because uh, she's I forget what what makes him finally just do it already because yeah he goes on that date with linda and then he calls her saying i I can't you know do this anymore i'm supposed to be engaged um i i think hobson might might have talked him into it or something yeah Uh, hobson gets sick at some point so you kind of see like that affects him like he's like luckily they they didn't i was worried about that part but they (laughs) but they (laughs) i think that affects him to like oh there's more to life this kind of thing um and is that's why they added that in there. Um, but, yeah, definitely. And then his grandma, of course, was like a really funny character, too. Oh, she's yeah. great. She was yeah. so sweet. And then she's like, you know, going to put a knife in your back if you don't do what she says. <laughs> I know. I know. And you do like that, like, he ends up with the money still at the end. You know, you're like, okay. I like this. is <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Because, because, yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, the message, you know, should, you know, technically should be that, you know, <laughs> love triumphs over money and it, it shouldn't matter. But at the same time, you're like, you're not going to accept it still. Like, she, she's still offering it to you. But yeah, then he says, oh, I've took the money. I'm not an idiot. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, good. I don't want that. Like, I, you know, I want Liza Minnelli and I want her character to like walk away with some money. She's going to have to put up with a lot of nonsense for the rest yeah. of her life with this guy. So, exactly. Um, I love it, I love the threat to to Dudley Moore that being a poor drunk is really bad. <laughs> like, that's like his greatest fear. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good point though, because you like being a poor drunk versus a rich drunk. I mean, it's a very different life. Like, what you know, you can live in really sad motel rooms, or you can just live in a mansion and have someone take care of you forever. Yeah. So, what did Hobson say? They freeze to death in the summer or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what he said. Yes, I can't remember that line right now. But it, it was, was like the right after he got out of the race car. Yeah, I uh, can't remember yeah. that line. Um, and, he sma- and he smacked him there too, didn't he? He's like, take off your helmet, give me yes. your goggles, and he slapped <laughs> him in the face. <laughs> it's perfect. I love when he slaps him. I'm yeah, see if I could. Yeah, because he does it at the beginning too. Uh, he's in the bathtub, just <laughs> takes his hat off, slaps. Yeah, him. Sarah, you're supposed to know all these lines. I yeah, know I'm supposed on. to know them all and be the annoying person that says every yeah. every line. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually, there's actually quite a, uh, a, a, I would call it a beautiful quote. Uh, he, I think he's, it's when he's having dinner. I think it's, yeah, it's the dinner he's proposing to Susan and he says, um, something along the lines of, uh, not all drinkers are poets, but some people are drinkers because they're not poets. Right. Yes. It's like, dang. Yeah. Man, this is uh that's come out a, with some nice little yeah. things in there. 
Nice Definitely. little moments to really reel you in. And that's, again, why you like the guy, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's got, yeah, like like we said, it's 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 full of heart. And I, I, I didn't see the uh, Russell Brand remake ever. And I guess that's, I, I heard a lot that that is what it was lacking is the heart of the original and everything like that. That's what um, I would think. I mean, nothing, uh, you know, I think he's super talented, but I just was, I, I it would just be so hard to compare yeah. that like likability factor of someone being that. Definitely. Kind of, ridiculous asshole that you still end up rooting for it it's right uh, the tough thing to do yeah and and not everything has to be remade folks no. yes <laughs> um, alone. that's yeah some things please for the love of god leave it alone right? <laughs> and another beautiful moment is when you know uh hobson is dying in the hospital and you know he says you're you're a great son to him so like you get that like he's kind of like the father he never had and he's the son he never had um even though he had a father but you know obviously a distant father who just was just wanted to carry on the family name and and all that so and that uh, was like that that was the other thing that kind of told you um you know because you like hobson so much and he's so dry and you're like okay well if we like this guy and he loves arthur even though he's a yeah. complete nightmare um it's very sweet yeah Definitely. and then and yeah he's the one that yeah tells liza minnelli to go to the engagement party and uh yeah that's when they have a, another moment um him and him and liza at the at the horse stable and then um and then yeah that's when uh dudley moore comes to his wedding and uh we find out or yeah, he tells he he needs to find his wife, and he finds her and tells her that uh, I'm in love with someone else, and that's when her father comes in and beats the shit out of him. Right, and, uh, <laughs> which was hilarious. Yes, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love that scene? Then he gets uh, the knife. Is it going to stab the, them? Yeah, I love what he's like. He has the knife out of the cheese. Like, he's like <laughs> he takes it right out of that cheese thing and goes nuts. And you're like, oh boy. Uh, I, th- I yeah. think he even says, like, do you think he's going to cut some cheese or is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got the knife out of the cheese. Uh, there's oh, so, so yeah, so many great quotes of this, and it's yeah, it's just yeah, timeless too. It's it's yeah, he's just such a such a likable character, one of the most likable characters I think in in film history, really. Um, How about that I'm, collection of gifts he gives Hobson on his deathbed? He gives him a, a basketball, <laughs> cowboy hat. <laughs> Like it's so, coming from a good place, but like, whoa. yeah. But what am I supposed to do with all of this? Yeah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, um, and I and that was another weird thing. I think in the remake, the Hobson was a a woman. Or something uh, yes, uh, yeah. Um, what's her face? Uh, Ellen Mir- uh, Helen Mirren played huh. Hobson, right? Which I yeah. mean, she's obviously fantastic, but um, <laughs> just another. Like weird it, flip of this. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, uh, Ju- oh, the little Garner, uh, Ben Affleck's ex, Jennifer, Jennifer Garner, oh, right. played the Susan character, and Greta Gerwig, um, I believe, played the Liza Minnelli character. So, yeah, because yeah. like part of it, like you said, part of that like Hobson father son thing, and the fact that Arthur's father was really not. Yeah, for him was sort of part of what you loved about that relationship. So changing it to kind of a mother figure is just a little bit. It's just a different vibe, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean yeah. But but if, Helen, if Helen Mirren wants to do something, you probably don't tell her no. So <laughs> yeah, no, not so much. 
yeah yeah she she asked to come on the podcast and i said yeah, yeah i guess you You're know like I, I mean i guess if you have to yeah like, if, yeah we're kind of busy but i guess if you want to come on we'll make yeah we we'll, you don't tell hell in the mirror no <laughs> You're like my daughter was booked but i guess i'll bump her for yeah you. yeah <laughs> She's, she'll, she'll most likely just bomb so um so should we <laughs> should we bury the arthur remake and arthur part two uh along with butt whistle and put them in <laughs> to a hole in <laughs> I mean, but but whistle might be a great movie. I just never have seen it, so I can't really, I can't vouch for it. Yeah, just because it has a bad name, Dave, doesn't mean yeah. it's bad. Nobody, Come on, just man. Because nobody knows what that means. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> to go one more time. Uh, yeah, you had, knows what that you, means. you had to yeah. bring it up, but yeah, uh, yeah, this movie, yeah, it stands the test of time. It's so rewatchable, so uh, so many great lines, so much heart, and yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful film, yet hilarious. And, you know, uh, and in his loss of Hobson, he has a new life ahead of him, right? Right, like that's that yeah. part gets you, but then you're like, okay, but then they're gonna go on with it's gonna go on happy anyway. Yeah, exactly. made sure of it. Yeah. Yep. Great movie. And it was about to be him just having a regular, which I think the sequel I read has him having a regular job. But anyway, that will discard that. Uh, what was, job yeah, was, is he qualified for? <laughs> <laughs> Can do anything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, wasn't know. There, where were they? Where I forget where they were in one scene where he was like, he says he hate, he hate. He says, "I hate it here." And Hobson like Hobson's like, "Of course you hate it here. People work here." Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. I I think that's where they are during that scene. Oh yeah, they're, when they were waiting to see his father, and there was a bunch of other like businessmen like sitting around. Yeah. Oh right, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, it's like, people work here. Of course, it and that's here. that's where you have that very small cameo from uh, dude from Breakfast Club, the detention, yeah. uh, the principal or teacher from oh, right. Breakfast Club. That's right. It's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, what? I forgot he was in this random popping. Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> He's like on the phone saying this. He says something derogatory towards Dudley Moore. It's pretty yeah. funny. He just looked staring at him on the phone and like <laughs> saying this kid is a piece of shit, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's um, another fun thing about like, I feel like 80s movies is like the random people that you'll go, wait, that person was in that movie for a second, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, and even uh, when he uh, goes to Liza Minnelli's diner, there's a guy that keeps asking for a role. Yeah. Uh, his role. Do you know who that was, Dave? I want to say it's uh, um, Reservoir Dogs guy, but. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know what was that? Who was it? It was Lawrence Tierney. Uh, he's from Reservoir Dogs. He was also Elaine Bennis's father, another oh, yeah. Seinfeld right. alum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just he, he and he said, you know, he had a revered career before this, and he's just like some like kind of extra, you know, just asking for his role. I you want know, my he, role. <laughs> yeah. It, and but it's so funny, like you you. I mean, obviously, I forgot who it was, but you don't forget that guy. In the yeah, movie, so that's, I feel like people were just like, "Yeah, I'll do this ridiculous role." Because it's yeah, fun. exactly. Yeah. It's just crazy that yeah, he's like, "Ah, sure, I'll do that." Yeah, why not? Yeah, he must. He must. <laughs> yeah, he must have owed a favor to the director or something. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm so so glad you go ahead, Dave. Uh, one last thing. I just I thought I, I was I thought we might see it because we're talking about what job Dudley Moore would possibly have because I think Eliza Minnelli's like I'm gonna go change just before they're out of the diner. He's like I'll man the counter. I thought we might get maybe they just maybe they cut that out if it or, or not, but we might get him maybe frantically being a terrible wait like uh, you know waiter at the 
waiting <laughs> on people at the counter, but I guess they're like, okay, we need to wrap up this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're like we might go there. Okay. Forgot it. Let's just, yeah. Oh, you wanted water. I thought you wanted a soda. I, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'll bring that out. Um, I had to do my English accent one more time. Just one more um, time to, to impress me to really bring it home. Yeah. I liked it. Thank you. Yeah. Anytime. Um, any final <laughs> thoughts on Arthur, Sarah? That we didn't bring up or anything. Um, just everyone stop doing remakes of real of really great movies. And uh, and I'm sorry if the remake was good and I'm trashing it for no reason. <laughs> and I apologize because I never even watched it. And you know, I wish I wish Hobson could have lived forever, as is my other thought. Yep. I wish I wish he I wish he did too. I wish I know, he did but too. But we needed that I guess that's it's part we, of what they needed to happen. You, you gotta have that emotional <laughs> emotional moment, you know. So but yeah. uh but yeah, no, really appreciate you choosing this movie. So glad you did. Uh where uh where can people find you on uh, social media and all that jazz? Um yeah, on Twitter, Sarah at Sarah Colonna at C O L O N N A and on Instagram Sarah Colonna One because someone Someone got there first. So uh, one at the end of my name. Yeah. And SarahColona.com for upcoming tour dates that will soon be there. And is that Italian? It is. Yeah. I yeah, nailed it. I knew the vowel. the vowel. The vowel at the my end. My great uncle actually was a comedian. I, uh, Jerry. Yeah. Colonna. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I saw that. Yeah. That's... Uh... It, it, did you uh he seemed like he, he's a bit older did you uh did do you have a relationship with him at all no no i never even met him i just like, oh, okay. I, like I wish i had because like he traveled with bob hope and had and i'm sure he had oh lot, wow yeah a lot of really cool stories but um yeah he was he had passed before i moved out here so i never got to yeah. actually meet him and bother well, for me but you can tell people, you know, you got, you got that, you know. Yeah, I just said somewhere in my blood. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Sarah Colonna, everybody. Had a lot of, a lot of fun talking with her, and hope you guys enjoyed listening to us. Have fun speaking with her uh yeah to check her tour dates on her website like she said and uh hopefully uh hopefully you can catch a show of hers sometime soon but uh as always thank you so much for listening please continue to support the show itunes or Spotify, or wherever you're listening, rate and review us. Again, we'd really appreciate it. Just takes like two seconds. Two seconds. Maybe not literally, but come on. Just do it, please. Come on, just do it, please. But anywho, again, follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast, at Blockbuster Mentality is our Instagram, updates on the show, and all of that. And anywho, that is it for me. For Dave and Sarah, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. 